אנחנו מוצאים את הפורום, זה ראשים שוי? האם זה באמת סגולה בדוקה? הסגולה ללמוד בזה? ערב טוב ובוקר טוב לכולם, אנחנו בפרשס אייקב. We're doing Os Zion, section number seven. We're going to take a look at a very well-known Pasuk from the Parsha uh, before we begin. So this is Parshas Ekev, Sefer Devarim, Perak Ches, Pasuk Yud. Ve'achalta v'sovata, and you will eat and you will be satisfied. Uve'rachta es Hashem Elokecha, and you will bless Hashem, your God. Al ha'aretz ha'tova, on the good land, Asher Nosan Loch, that he gave to you. So that's the Pusik. And of course, we recognize, we we we, uh, uh, we say this Pusik as part of our uh, benching, as part of Birchas Amazon, and this is the source for Birchas Amazon, as we're about to see. Okay. Oz Zion, section seven. V'yachalto v'savato v'rachta. The Zer Shimshon starts with this Pusik. Vuchule, etc. Bagemora de Brachos Perak Shlosha, in the third parak of uh Meseches Brachos. Uh, I'm sorry, but Perak Perak Shlosha Sha'ochlu, and the parak that uh, start that is called Shlosha Sha'ochlu, uh Daf Memchas on Daf Memchas in the Gemaran Brachos, Rabbi Omer, Rabbi Yudanasi says, Uve Rachta, when the Torah says, and you will bless, Zo Birkas Hazan. This is a reference or an allusion to the first bracha of Birchas Hamazon, the, the, that, that the Gemara refers to as Birchas Hazon. Al Haaretz, when the Torah says, on the land, zo Birchas Haaretz. That's the se- a reference to the second bracha in Birchas Hamazon uh, that talks about the land of Eretz Yisrael. Hatova, the word, the good. Zo bone Yerushalayim. This is a reference to the third bracha of Birchas Hamazon, the bracha uvenei Yerushalayim, that concludes with the words bone Yerushalayim, v'chuli, uh, etc. Now the Gemara is, is still continuing. Ainly These words and these references that the uh, Rebbe brought down only teach us about saying. Brachos after we eat, meaning birchas amazon, meaning benching. Lefonov minayin. Where do we know that before you eat, you're also supposed to recite a blessing? Talmud Lomar Asher Nosan Loch. The last few words of the Pasuk that Hashem gave to you. And the Gemara uh, says about those words, Talmud. Uh, Misha Nosan Loch. From when Hashem gives you the food, that's when you should make a blessing, even before you eat it. From when you have the food, when it's given to you, even before you eat it. Adkan Gemara until here is a excerpt, is an excerpt from the Gemara. So in this Gemara from Mesech the Brachos, uh, we have the opinion, the Shita of Rabbi. And it's of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, and it's brought down to say that Beirachta uh, and Uveirachta al Haaretz Hatova is our references, allusions to the th- first three brachos and benching. And Asher Nosan Loch, the words Asher Nosan Loch that complete the pasuk, is a reference to making a bracha before we eat. How we refer to that as a bracha rishona. Zera Shimshon says, Yesh Makshim. Some of the commentators ask. 
Why does this Pasuk put things in backwards order? In the beginning of the Pasuk, the Pasuk should have contained words that allude to the bracha we say before we eat, the bracha rishona. And then after those words, then it should have said the words uh, about uverachta uh, about the birchas uh, and the benching that we say after we eat. The way the, the the question is the way the Gemara presents these these uh, allusions or these references. First, the pasuk alludes to. Uh, and only after that, at the end of the Pasuk, is there an allusion to the Bracha Rishona. And of course, that would appear to be out of order. And that's the question that the Zerah Shimshon brings down. That's his question in this piece. Continuing in the next paragraph, and we can say, in the Gemara, the Talmud Yerushalmi on Meseches Chala, Tane, it is taught in a Brisa. Matzah gizula, if you have stolen matzah, osur levorech aleha, it's forbidden to make a bracha on the stolen matzah. Mishum, because of a pasuk from Tehillim, uvotzea berach nietz Hashem. One who steals and makes a blessing, this is provoking Hashem. This is not considered a good thing. This is considered something that angers Hashem. So if you uh, steal matzah, <clears throat> then the Gemara teaches us, and you, the Gemara Yushami teaches us, it's usher to make a bracha on the stolen matzah. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, This was said in the beginning, meaning with the bracha rishona. This, this statement that you should not make a bracha on stolen matzah was in reference to the bracha rishona, the blessing you make before you would eat the matzah. But the blessing you make after you eat the matzah, mitzvah, that's a, that's a, a Torah mitzvah, Delraisa mitzvah to recite, and you recite that even on uh, stolen matzah. And there is a continuing argument over there, which means that there are people who argue with Rabbi Yochanan and they say, no, it's not just a reference. Uh, it's not just a point that's being made about not saying the bracha rishona, but it's also a point, the Gemara is also making a point about not saying a, a bracha after you eat, the brachos after you, meaning not benching. The uh, Ayin Shaman, look over there, the Zerashim Shon suggests, and you can see the different opinions about this subject. So this is the Zerashim Shon's first building block that he's giving us as he begins to assemble information and provide us with information to begin to answer the question. So just quickly to recap, we the Zerashim Shon has brought in a Yerushalmi from Meseches Chala that states that you don't make a bracha on stolen matzah. And Rabbi Yochanan's opinion is that this refers only to the 
pre pre bracha the the which would be the hamotzi and the alachilas matzah. You don't say those blessings on stolen matzah, but you do bench after eating stolen matzah. And other people argue and say, no, you don't make any of the blessings. If you have stolen matzah at your seder, you don't make the bracha of hamotzi or alachilas matzah before you eat the matzah, and you don't bench after you eat the matzah. Okay, that's the that's those are the opinions over there in the Gemara and the Yerushalmi. Continuing in the next paragraph, in the Mogen Avraham, the very important and famous commentary on the Shulchan Aruch writes, a person who steals wheat or steals bread, meaning you steal wheat and you grind it into flour and you turn it into bread, or you just save yourself some trouble and you steal bread, and then you eat it, that person has to recite the benching afterwards. So the so the Mogin Abraham says, if you steal bread or you steal wheat and you make bread, you have to bench afterwards. Why? Since you eat the bread, meaning when you eat the bread, he, you, he has acquired it through a change in its form, and we'll talk about what that means in a moment. And now he's only obligated to pay back the money. He doesn't have to return the bread which he ate. He just has to pay back the value of the bread. And so we find the Mogin Avram says, that which he ate, who shallow was actually his. The thief acquired the bread before he ate it because he made changes to it, very, very uh, uh, significant changes to it. And how much more is this true? Because we're talking about benching after you eat the bread, which is a mitzvah de oraisa, a Torah mitzvah. And you should see there in the Mogin Avraham. So let's explain this concept of Kone Beshinoi. The Gemara uh, in Baba Kama brings down that when a person steals an object, they have an obligation to return the object uh, as it is. So let's imagine that you uh, break, uh, you, you, uh, you're, you're a bandit and you hold the guy up uh, at gunpoint and you say, give me your money. And he's, he's carrying some gold coins. And in order to protect himself from being harmed, he gives you the gold coins. And you say, thank you very much. And you, and you depart the scene quickly before the arrival of law enforcement. Now you have gold coins. If you take those gold coins and you keep them, I'm talking now about the bandit, the robber. If he keeps the gold coins in his pocket or he brings the gold coins home and he puts them, uh, hides them somewhere in his, in his home, then if he is apprehended by the agents of law enforcement, he, there is a mitzvah for him to return the gold coins to the victim of his robbery. And that's what Besden will enforce and make him give back the gold coins. However, let's imagine that he's a bit of a chacham, a bit of a professional criminal, and he gets home and he immediately melts down the gold coins and forms them into a gold bar so that no one can come and say, hey, these are the gold coins you stole from me. If they search the, 
robber's house. They'll never find the gold coins because he has melted them down, changed their form completely and entirely into a gold bar. At that point, the Gemara says he no longer has an obligation to return that gold bar. The gold bar is his because he acquired the gold that were originally in the form of coins by changing their form, by changing them so dramatically in, 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 in uh, which he did by turning them, uh, melting them down and turning it into a gold bar. So by doing that, he's not obligated to return the gold at all. The gold now belongs to him, but of course he's obligated to pay back the value of whatever the gold coins were worth uh, that, he, uh, that he took from the victim of his crime. So that is called that, that concept where a thief can kind of surprisingly acquire the object that he stole because he changed its form. That's called Kona Bishinor. So the Mugain Avram applies that concept here regarding the stolen uh, matzah. And he says, if you steal matzah from someone, that matzah is not yours. That's stolen property that you have to return. However, if you eat it, then you have certainly uh, changed its form very drastically. And at that point, after you eat it, it belongs to you. It is, it is not an object that you need to return. You only need to pay back the value. And therefore, when it comes time to bench, you need not worry about thinking, uh-oh, I ate uh, I, I have stolen bread in my belly, and I probably shouldn't bench because that would, would violate the idea of not provoking Hashem by making a blessing on something stolen. Oh, no, you've acquired the bread by changing its form as dramatically as uh, anything probably could be changed. And so, and so it's yours, and all you're going to do now is pay back the value of the bread you stole, but you, you have an obligation to bench on the bread because you changed its form by eating it. Let's go back into the text. Aval ha base Yosef posak, but the base Yosef, Rav Yosef Cairo, Rav Yosef Cairo, uh, decides the halacha differently. De'ain mevarech lo batachilo velo basof v'chule. The base Yosef, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, says, "No, you don't make a bracha before you eat the stolen bread, and you don't bench after you eat the stolen bread." So it looks like we have a machlokes, a machlokes between the Mogin Avraham, who says, don't make a, 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 a before bracha, but do make the after brachas, do bench. And the base Yosef of Yosef Cairo, who says, no, don't make any brachas on the stolen bread. Zerah Shimshon continues with the opinion of the Bayis Chadash, another great commentary, but this is a commentary on the Arba Turim. And he says, because of Abach, the Bach, uh, wrote Simon Hanitz Karlael in the same chapter that we mentioned before, Dilibisov Chayev Levorech Ledivre Hakol. We're on the bottom line. After, at the end of eating, a person is obligated, meaning at the end of consuming stolen bread, a person is obligated to bench Ledivre Hakol. According to all opinions, everybody must hold that you bench after you eat the bread. Dishinoi Kone. Because by making such a dramatic change in it, the person has acquired it. And he's only obligated to pay back the value. He's obviously not obligated to return the bread, which he has eaten. 
and there's not even a question of provoking Hashem by making a blessing on something stolen because the something that was stolen doesn't exist anymore and you have a, and the thief has a, and the robber excuse me has acquired it and therefore there's no issue of course the Bach the bias father says of course you bench everyone has to agree to that and when we see a machlokas in the Yerushalmi about this subject, about whether or not you make a bracha, who be bracha rishona? That must be limited to the issue of the pre-bracha, the bracha you make before you eat. And in a case, and that's talking about a case where you stole matzah that was already baked, meaning you didn't steal wheat and then grind it up and change its form. The Bayez Chodesh said, don't, don't think that's the case the Gemara is talking about in the Yerushalmi. It's talking about a case where you stole a finished product. You actually stole someone's matzah. Uh, and in order to save yourself the very high price of buying matzah on your own before Pesach, and you stole it. And now the Bayez Chodesh says that's where the different opinions in the Yerushalmi, that's what they argue about whether or not you make a bracha rishona before eating that matzah. That, again, as we said, would be the hamotzi and the alachilas matzah blessings. But you definitely do bench because once you eat it, you change its form and you acquire it and you no longer uh, have an issue of, of uh, provoking Hashem with a blessing because now you own the material and you can uh, say the benching. As a matter of fact, you're obligated to say the benching. So the Zerashimshon has... Uh, 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 given us a second building block based on this Yerushalmi and the different opinions and also the Mogen Avram and the Shulchan Aruch and the Bayez Chadash about uh, Bracha Rishona and benching when you steal bread. Now now he's going to tell us what he what conclusions he draws from this uh, from these building blocks. Nimtsenu Lemedim, we have found that we can learn from this material Sometimes, in some situations, there is a bracha achrona. That means there is an obligation to bench, to say birchas amazon. Af below bracha rishona, even though the person did not make a bracha rishona. We see clearly that in certain situations, you're not allowed to make a bracha rishona, a previous bracha, but you do have an obligation to bench. Kigon, for example, shegazalechem, the case of the of the Mogen Avram that he brought down of a person who robbed a loaf of bread. Because when the robber eats the bread, he's acquiring it through changing its form. And then he is obligated to say the Birchas Amazon. So that's, uh, Zer Shimshon says, that's a fact. We have a fact here, which comes out of all these different sources and opinions that the Zer Shimshon brought us, which is that it's clear that at least according to some of the poskim, there are situations when you are not allowed to make a bracha rishona before bread. That's either a hamotzi, or if it's matzah at the seder, that would be the hamotzi and the alachilas matzah. You're not allowed to say those brachas, but you are obligated to bench because you've eaten the food and changed its form, and you and you have to bench. That we see clearly. Now the Zerah Shimshon is circling back to his original question about the order of the words in the psukim, and he says, if 
we had taken the words, if, excuse me, if the Torah had taken the words that it concludes the Pasuk with, Asher Nosan Loch, that Hashem gave to you, Me'ikara, and put them from the beginning or in the beginning of the Pasuk, which is exactly what was suggested and proposed in the question, why are the words Asher Nosan Loch, which allude to the, to the, to the, um, Bracha Rishona, why are they put at the end of the Pasuk, put them at the beginning of the Pasuk? So the Zer Shimshin says, if that actually were done, the Hainu Shekishinosan Lecho Oz Tiyechayev Levorech, which would teach us, we would learn from that, that as soon as a person has the bread or is given the bread, he has an obligation to make a Bracha. Ayisi Omer, the Gam Bracha Achrona Eina Ella, then I might have learned from that a mistaken halacha, which would be that the bracha achrona, the bircha samaz on the after bracha, only applies if the item that's about to be consumed belonged to the person before he ate it. In other words, a person is only obligated to bench if he eats food that belongs to him or her, before he or she eat the food. You might have learned that from the words, asher nosan loch, because those words uh, uh, teach this idea of making a bracha even before you eat it. Which would mean you only bench if you were already obligated to make the bracha rishona on the thing that you ate, in this case on the bread that you ate, um, beforehand. So we might have learned if the words Asher Nosan Lach were taken and they were put at the beginning of the Pasuk, we might have learned the following halacha, which sounds nice, but is totally wrong according to certain postkim, which is you only bench, a person only benches and only says Birchas HaMazon if it's a situation where the person uh, was allowed to make the Bracha Rishona beforehand. However, if a person wasn't allowed to make hamotzi on the bread or a hamotzi on alachilas matzah, then the person would not be allowed to bench afterwards. That's what we would have thought. But the Zer Shimshon says that is incorrect according to certain of the halachic authorities, for example, the Mogen Avraham that we uh, that he brought down. Aval gozal. This is still talking about what we what we might have thought in, incorrectly. But in a case where a person robbed a loaf of bread, and therefore he's not obligated to make the bracha rishona of hamotzi, he can't make it then because it would be provoking Hashem, right? He just stole a loaf of bread. He hasn't changed its form in any way. He's holding it in his hand and he wants to make a hamotzi. Or if it's a piece of matzah, if it's a, a matzah, he wants to make a hamotzi. And maybe if it's at the Seder, he also wants to make achilas matzah. We tell him, no, you can't make those brachos because then you would be violating the principle, a principle from Sefer Tehillim about provoking Hashem by stealing something and make a bracha on it. And then we would have thought that since he didn't make the pre the, the pre brachos the brachos uh, rishona so the bracha rishona then he's also exempt from and forbidden from making doing the benching. And this is this would follow the opinion of the Beis Yosef, which was mentioned previously. And this would follow 
the Shita of Rebbe Hila in the Gemara Yerushalmi, and Rebbe Hila is the uh, view that argues on the opinion of Rebbe. And here is his understanding from Rebbe Hila. Here's Rebbe Hila's drusha as to why he says, if you don't make the first bracha on stolen food, you also don't bench afterwards. He says, Eleh HaMitzvos. The Torah teaches the words, Eleh HaMitzvos. These are the commandments. This means that if you do them according to the way they were commanded, mitzvos, then they're considered mitzvos. Meaning when it says these, it means there are things you can do, actions you can do that you might think are mitzvos there, but they're not really considered mitzvos because you're not following all of the proper uh, rules in doing the mitzvah. Okay, and if you don't follow all of the right, correct rules, for example, stealing, Ain on mitzvos, then they are not considered mitzvos. If you steal something and then want to make a bracha on it, Rabbi Hila says, no, that's not what the Torah has in mind. That's not a mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah to make a bracha after you steal something. So don't make a bracha. The afilu basof lo And that teaches us, according to Rabbi Hila, even afterwards, even when you want to say birchas amazon, you don't do it. Because of this idea that a mitzvah to be, in order to, for some action to be considered a mitzvah, it must be done properly, entirely according to the uh, appropriate rules and procedures, according to the halacha. If you mess up somewhere along the line, then it's not even considered a bracha, and therefore, I'm sorry, it's not even considered a mitzvah, and therefore you wouldn't make a bracha before doing it, and you would make a bracha after doing it, as in the case of Birchas HaMazam. So the Zerah Shimshon says, that that limud, that approach to learning about putting the words Asher Nasan Lach in the beginning of the Pasuk would work. It actually would work according to certain of the authorities, both in the Gemara and in the Shulchan Aruch. However, it wouldn't work according to other ones. Mishum Hachi, because of this, Ka'amar Kra Batachila, because of this, meaning based on the views of the other Poskim uh, who disagree and say you do bench always, even in cases where you don't make the bracha rishona. That's why the Pusuk first wrote the words, Our Pusuk and our Parsha, Parsha's Akev, talked about eating and being satisfied in blessing before it ever talked about you getting the food. To come to teach us that a person is obligated in making the after bracha, meaning the benching, even in cases when he is not obligated in the first bracha, <clears throat> the bracha rishona. Because regarding food that a person ate already, it's not, it, it is not called, it's not referred to, it's not considered by the Torah, something that was given to you, shahare adayin lo kino'o because beforehand you didn't require it. Meaning, when you steal bread, it's very understood that you won't make a hamotzi before eating it. Or in the case of Pesach, again, you won't make a hamotzi in Al-Achidus Matzah, because at that point, the words Asher Nasan Loch uh, tell you this uh, food uh, was, was given to you by Hashem, but in, if you stole it, then it wasn't given to you at all by Hashem. It was actually given to another person by Hashem, and you stole it from that person. So you can't make your bracha rishona, which is alluded to by Asher Nosan Lecha. It was given to you. Shahare Adayin Lo Kano. You didn't make any changes to, uh, to, in it to acquire it. However, it's understood that once you eat it, 
that's where the poskim, uh, such as Rabbi Yochanan in the Gemara and the Mogen Avraham on the Shulchan Aruch and the and the Bayis Chadash as well, say that of course you bench because once the person, the robber, changes its form by eating it, he acquires it. He doesn't have to return it. He only owes the value, and it's his bread, and therefore it's it's uh, obligatory for him to say Birchas Hamaz and to recite the benching. Yashukoch to everyone for joining us in the Zer Shimshon this week, and we look forward, God willing, to learning Zer Shimshon again together on next week's parsha.